Good day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and prayer. Paul writing in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all of God's holy people. Why is prayer, along with the Bible, our weapons in spiritual warfare? I wonder when the last time you said good morning to God as you woke up, or said good night to God as you fell asleep in the evening. Prayer is at the centre in the relationship between God and the Christian disciple. It is the major action of fellowship between God and humans, and of humans communicating with God, both in talking and listening. Prayer is also a way of letting God into the life of the Christian disciple, and of enjoying the company of God, relating all aspects of life to him, no matter how mundane they are to us. Calvin said that part of praying was asking for what we have learned to be available in God's love and of his being the infinitesimal good giver. He goes on to say our only security is achieved by calling on the Father for his providence out of his infinite mercy. Martin Luther said that our protection by God lies in prayer for the Christian disciple is too weak in their own strength to stand against all that is against them. Prayer is ultimately what humans were made for, conversing with God. This dynamic relationship enables the Christian disciple to engage in prayer that is both personal and relational. However, prayer is only the penultimate stage in the relationship with God. Prayer is the forerunner of the day when the Christian disciple will both know fully, even as they are fully known, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12. All prayer consists of a desire or longing to know God better, and that is to be our prime motivation, to know God better. That is why it is a spiritual weapon, and it is also the reason Satan tries to stop Christian disciples from praying. The function of prayer, according to Augustine, was a constant yearning for assistance and the strengthening of desire towards the ultimate goal, eternal happiness and worship and knowledge of God. God himself assists the Christian disciple as they pray, where he corrects and strengthens the yearning or desire. Prayers express desires and thoughts in a contributory way to the journey of the Christian disciple. The Lord's Prayer and the Book of Psalms are superb biblical examples of prayer. It is through Scripture that desire to know God and be known by God evolves and develops. That is why prayer and Bible reading go hand in hand. Prayer emits our words from ourselves to the God we seek to know as a response to his reaching out to us. A popular method of prayer is the act acronym, whereby prayer is adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication. Through prayer, God is able to comprehend the Christian disciple, regardless of language, grammar or oratory skill, as long as the Christian disciple 
approaches with a correct attitude. Words, however, are not just to be a mental action, but also an emotive act, conveying emotions and feelings. Prayer is to convey deep emotions to God, regardless of our language skills. The words spoken in prayer portray our innermost feelings to Him. Because God is personal, He values language and expects His people to talk to Him. If for some reason the Christian disciple is unable to convey their words in prayer, then Romans 8.26 intimates that the Holy Spirit intercedes. Prayer epitomizes the father-child relationship, symbolizing the Christian disciple's relationship with God. It further symbolizes the freedom and peace in prayer, advocated by Jesus to communicate his deepest desires, as in the Lord's Prayer of Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13, and in John chapter 17. What does Jesus say about prayer? In the first part of the prayer term, the Lord's Prayer, the word spoken gives supplication to God that he is always to be revered as holy, his kingdom rule will come quickly, and that his will will be accomplished. The second part comprises words of petition for the past, the present, and the future. By words we are known by God, and this prayer is a model for real prayer, because according to Stott, it is both God-centered and intelligent. And prayers reveal the Christian disciple's submission to and acknowledgement of God as Master, a God who both knows and cares for his creation. So does God answer all prayers? Well, first of all, the answer we expect may not be the answer we get. And so often we pray expecting one result and getting another and then think that God hasn't answered our prayer. Sometimes the answer he gives is yes. At other times it may be no, or it may just well be wait, not yet. And when we realise that God works outside of our restrictions of time and space, we learn to trust his judgement and his wisdom. We acknowledge that he is our master and we are his servants. Sometimes when we pray, we like to think we are the masters, and he is just our servant. And prayers that aren't answered are due to unconfessed sin, Psalm 66, selfishness, James 4 verse 3, doubt, James 1 verse 5 to 7, disobedience, Proverbs 28 verse 9, or just simple pride, Luke 18 verse 11 to 14. A great book to read on prayer is The Message of Prayer by Tim Chester. For more to think about, please do read for yourself Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 6. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. What lessons can I take from this prayer and use to improve my prayer life? What is my incentive for prayer? Then question three, what stops me from spending time praying and causes me to struggle in prayer? 
as ever if you have any comments to make on this please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk I would love to hear from you and if this is making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship thank you